0: Hello, hello, hello! How are you doing this fine day, night, or morning? Once again, per usual, things have not changed, so don't touch the dial. I am still your host. My name is still AJ Kierens. I am the orchestrator, the maestro on this hop-infused adventure, introducing you to the artists that bring your favorite craft beers to life. So we thank you for taking the time to join us here at the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer Podcast. We don't know how you got here, but we hope you stay. So pull up a chair. If it is 5 o'clock somewhere, crack a cold one and just relax. So we are here each and every week. This is episode 11. We could not be more excited for that. We just most recently announced our next 12-pack of artists, and we are actively working on the additional 12-pack over the top party sets so we'll have a case then we'll go with a 30 pack and then who knows where we'll go from there maybe the 40 ounce who knows but we thank you we thank you we thank you some of you have taken the time to give us some reviews on iTunes that's really awesome really kind words it does mean a lot to us and it does not go unnoticed we thank you for taking the time to connect with us on Instagram we try to be active there show you some different sides of what we're doing and we're building the community one follower at a time. So as of press time, we broke over 200 followers. That's awesome. I was pretty geeked out when we got over 100. So now we're over 200 and growing each day. We thank you, we thank the artists, and we thank Mother Nature for the wonderful ingredients to help us make beer. But on this week's episode... We have Heidi Geist. We came to learn of Heidi through the work that she has done with Bissell Brothers. She is a Portland, Maine-based artist and one of the first that we spoke to. Uh, when we saw some uh, images up on the Bissell uh, social media platforms, they had tagged Heidi as doing the cans. I believe it was the Angel of the Filthy Soul, And it was great. So I reached out to Heidi and she she and I conversed, a little back and forth dialogue, and you know, she agreed to be part of the project. So it's been great. She's been super supportive ever since. She even sent me a kick-ass care package. It's one of my new favorite t shirts. It's this awesome boom box on this red boom box on this bright blue shirt. I rocked it. Rocked that shit in Puerto Rico and it's been getting me good reviews. I'm a big fan. So thank you just for that, Hardy. That was really cool. Much appreciated. And like I said, she's been a huge supporter of the project, which is really nice to see. And she's definitely rocking the hashtag 160 OZ Canvas. So join the club, get in touch, let us know what you're doing. But without further ado, I bring to you the one and only Heidi Geist, Portland, Maine artist, coming to you live here on the 16 ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer Podcast. Just like that, folks. Let's get at it. Enjoy. Cheers. All right. You are listening to the 16 ounce canvas, the art of craft beer. I'm really excited to have with us main artist, Heidi Geist, who's joining us from the Portland area. Um, Hi, Heidi. How are you today?
1: I'm doing pretty good. AJ, how are you?
0: I'm psyched. I mean, I really appreciate it. Uh, I've been trying. When I first started the idea of the project, I, you know, I had seen online, you know, that some of your work had been kind of uh, credited, and so Heidi was one of the first people I reached out to that didn't tell me the idea was crazy, and so uh, we've been trying to juggle schedules for <laughs> a little while, and uh, and finally get the connect. So I'm, I'm, I'm look. I've been looking forward to it. Yeah. So thank you.
1: Yeah, it's exciting. It's definitely a lot of back and forth,
0: but yeah, it's good to finally make it happen. It's exciting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, I, how I found Heidi, and we'll you know we'll get that later. She had done uh, some work for Bissell Brothers in, in Maine. Uh, if you haven't heard of them, um, uh, you might not. You're probably not listening to the podcast, but um, they're a great brewery out of the Maine area. And yeah, every summer we go up to Maine, uh, Harrison, Maine. So we're a little a ways from you but uh it's a special place for for us every year to go so we'll have to crack a few when i come up there
1: heck yeah it is vacation land i mean it's a land of beer and camping
0: yeah it's pretty yeah it's great we Good just stuff. <laughs> we, yeah we get to lake it's a lake town and we get to kind of just be you know just taking you know slow things down a little bit for the better and it's it's much appreciated and the beer yeah the beer just keeps getting better that's when we've it wasn't like that. I mean, it was growing, but every year it just gets better and better.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. There's always, a, there's definitely a growing. Um, I don't think the the demand is getting any less, and you know, so it's pushing everyone a little bit harder to create a better product. And definitely in Maine, it's kind of exploding. So it's good stuff everywhere you turn. There's something
0: yeah new and, and
1: exciting to try out. So.
0: Yeah, one industrial way is kind of like the. The, the Meyer league, so to speak. And everyone kind of starts from there. The story of that, you know, is pretty cool. You know, and talking to the folks at Allagash and we, we first went up there, you know, Bissell had just kind of started there pretty early infancy. I think I went there one weekend and they had just it's like, Oh, we have baby G. They only really were known for substance at the time. And I think there was a big beer event there and they were pretty small output at the time. And they had just run out of beer for the weekend. And so, yeah, people were saying you should go check these guys out and there was it's like well we have this new beer we're going to be putting out baby genius if you want to try that one and i was like oh no substance huh and i'm like oh wow this beer is amazing too so
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah it was awesome yeah it's it's pretty great it, and yeah and they've like uh, it's funny there's a lot of beers in me i love breweries in me that are kind of all the same age they're all around three years old and and it's pretty incredible to watch what they've done just in that amount of time. I mean, yeah, a few years ago, word was just on the street, and they're just as popular today. But they've all kind of been able to expand and expand their reach a little bit, and yeah, it's good. I mean, it's easier to get your hands on a little bit for sure. But
0: yeah, definitely, the new facility is awesome too. I think it's very uh, complementary to their style, and the you know it's very industrial, which is really great.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, they pulled in a lot of other artists to kind of, you know, contrast an old industrial park with some really cool sort of urban, colorful artwork, and it's great. Definitely, they've done a good job, for sure.
0: Excellent. Yeah. Now, like I said, folks should know about Bissell, but the reason we're here today is to talk about you, Heidi, so that might be a little... Yeah, you know, different. But uh, can you give uh, you know, a little background about yourself? You know, as as an artist, or just kind of the the Heidi, you know, long elevator trip. You know? <laughs>
1: it's a very long trip. It goes up and down too.
0: Yeah. Well, no, the, the elevator is like uh, you know, ten seconds. So <laughs> I don't it, I kind of want a little more than that, but yeah.
1: Yeah, I won't give you my life story. Uh, I've always been an artist, just sort of taken off since i moved to maine from the west and i really the people around me and the people i live near and and my friend group inspire me the most it's a really creative scene here and not just art and music but you know food and, and drinks and um yeah it's, it's basically just a lot of collaborating and and feeding off of each other so how, how long of an elevator ride was that
0: but <laughs> couple couple floors i i'll I'll, uh, I'll ask some questions along the way. Uh, you said you said you That's came funny. from from out west um, where Where did you come from and how would you end up in maine
1: yeah, oh god um uh from Arizona and Idaho, so grew up in the desert and spent a lot of time outside and we have quite a bit of family out here, so um just sort of a change of scenery and Kind of I guess landed in the Portland area ten years ago and started meeting people, and the scene grew, and you know it's uh so did my art, I guess, with that I mean I guess I sort of evolved with with the area that I was living in, so yeah, I mean
0: yeah, we always the connections mean- here. Yeah, were you always an artist? I mean, did you, or was, or was it more of a hobby? You know, when did that kind of...
1: I was, uh, I, I was, but not... I was, in, I was always in the arts, music and art and theater growing up. And, and, you know, like, I guess sort of did the adult thing early on and left it all behind. And for maybe nine or ten years, really didn't do any art at all and moved here and just decided to throw some paintings up in a cafe and sold a bunch and it sort of took off from there. So it's great. I mean, sort of reconnecting with the passions I had when I was younger and just taking them and sort of developing them and running with them and, you know, uh, definitely a different style than I did earlier. And yeah, I mean, I think creativity never dies. So just sort of letting it spawn and and grow and, and fueling it
0: from early on well yeah i think your your style is all is pretty eclectic it's all over the being the we'll take a step back if you go to heidi's instagram which is diegeist and we'll die underscore geist we'll we'll hook up the the links for you to check out but it's really nice because you know like i said we've never met but you're there's a good energy to it i think that it shows the diversity of the work you're doing you know all the different types of styles and i'm not a you know an art moderator or you know i have a studio but I, I know what i like and i, I know that it's, it's unique and different and it's you kind of put yourself out there and it's it, it's a i don't know it's a nice kind of a glimpse without being creepy into you know into the artist you know, which is which is cool <laughs> yeah no
1: totally and I, I guess in a way that's that I don't really have um, people ask me what my, and I don't really have a specific theme or subject matter or whatever, but maybe that's what it is. It's just that I'm always kind of trying to push it. I'm trying to collaborate. I'm trying to think outside the box and and do something a little more unique and innovative and captivating. And I, I don't know that I've found any of those things yet, but it's the journey of just sort of developing yourself and your skills and and being willing to open up and try different stuff and you know i think some people find it awkward if they can't quite put their finger on it when they look at my art and like, you know there's no real like uh, cohesiveness i guess to some of it but um but yeah i fine with it. <laughs> i mean yeah. that kind of fits my personality pretty well so yeah
0: i think that there's a almost like almost a set of themes like there's they're not all one style but i think that there's a lot of you know similar pieces that if you i guess had to, had to which again if you're doing art why would you kind of limit yourself mm-hmm. but like you just kind of put them in a little you know you're i really like the like the the black and white work and there's a lot of uh so, you know, some of it's quite trippy, you know, and I think there's a lot of, you know, depths and kind of levels to it. You can kind of get lost into it when you, you know, keep finding how how many layers to the, the art there are. And then there's some abstract stuff. So, yeah, maybe you're right. There isn't really a one way to to put it in there, which is great.
1: Yeah, leave it a little awkward. I like that. <laughs> All right.
0: So yeah, that was so. You you stole the next question of the of how would you describe your aesthetic, which is the one question when I have to ask people I cringe because I'm like, oh, it's like the the classic, because <laughs> it's like I don't really I you know and everyone's like oh I get that all the time and I'm like oh that was that sounded like a good idea you know a couple months ago to ask that question but I still ask it just the cringe factor can be shared across all the artists.
1: No, it's funny. I, I mean, I saw that question and. At first, I think I did cringe because of kind of what I just said i I like my styles sort of come and go and they change with my what's currently happening in my life and my experience and my mood and everything. but at the same time, I do sort of have this um maybe unintentional uh, right especially when I paint I do a lot of contrast with people refer to my art uh, oftentimes as as dark art. Which is sort of funny, but at the same time, I see why. But I use a lot of fluorescent, so a lot of UV reactive paint in in combination with sort of dark, uh, I guess, subject matter dark in the eyes of of the viewer, whoever. I've been told this before. Sometimes scary or ominous, or just sort of melancholy, and and, uh, and so when I paint, that's kind of I guess my usual thing. I mean that that I stick to so if I had to really like explain and describe to people uh, you know that would probably be the best I could give and using a lot of texture and and whatnot I also do pen and ink work which you kind of brought up earlier which is a little bit different and sort of using like the total opposite side of my brain a whole different a whole different focus technique and um it's it's well it's more focused it's more therapeutic and and maybe uh, not planned out, but um, there's a lot of geometric shapes and sort of, yeah, I can see why people cringe <laughs> Try, trying see, to describe okay. it, especially when you don't often have to describe it. It's kind of funny, but uh, well, right, cause I yeah, think it's a the, more structured. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think that's the, the part of it. The reason I like art and I mean, even just music in general is the fact that it doesn't have to say okay I am this or this is what this is it, right it that is the speaking right. and so when you have to kind of like take a step back and I don't know in a way it's it can be limiting because you know what are the you know art is subjective and you go into a yeah you look at your your pictures or you look go into a studio or you go to the museum and we don't see the same thing <clears throat> so if you're telling me then you might plan a pretense and and maybe like make me try to see it through that kind of filter, so to speak. I don't
1: know. Uh, yeah, exactly. Hell
0: oh, yeah!
1: All right. Yeah, and, and and you don't want to plant seeds in. The, sorry, but <laughs> totally cut you off. You don't want to plant seeds in the mind in the you know eye of your viewer either. Like you don't want to lead them to see something that maybe they wouldn't otherwise see unless it's something you want them to see. Like you want it to be up. You know, you want them to feel it and in and. and to take from it what they want to or what they do. And, and so,
0: yeah, but yeah, I guess that's as far as I can go with that one. Yeah. I, I, that was, hopefully it wasn't too painful. Now with the, the, <laughs> the, the, the ink work uh, and if you said it was painful, I would just edit that out and you and cut you saying like, Oh, that was great from another part of the interview. Um, <laughs> now w- with the, the ink work, were you, a do- I get I, I the vision you as like when you were younger, you know, doodling a lot in your books or, you know, just kind of just seeing where it goes or, you know. Well,
1: uh, sorry, this connection is so bad. Oh, it's okay. I, I missed no. most of the question.
0: No, with like the the black and white, the ink work, you know, kind of these yep. diff- different connected shapes. Were you, mm-hmm. in your, you know, younger, were you a big doodler? Like it just seems like. The, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Yeah.
1: Very much so and uh, even now like I took college classes a few years ago and it was like uncontrollable and actually when I was younger I didn't paint. I never really painted until maybe 9 or 10 years ago. I It was all drawing. It was more still life and realistic stuff and, and a lot of you know like pencil and pen and uh, but yeah. Yeah the uh, ink works fun. Actually the first Bistel can I did was was that it was for Diavoletto, which is their under three percent session beer,
0: and that was a great one. Oh, well, I didn't. I I wasn't. Yeah, I didn't know that was you. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that 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 beer is always like a magic to me because it says it's like three percent, but it doesn't taste like it's like drowned in water. It's I don't know how it works, but I don't question. Well,
1: everything. that's the yeah. That's the idea behind the name. Is Diavolato means little little devil in their like play on that that was kind of the idea of the r too it was just like sort of being in a maybe sarcastic way like little little alcohol content huge flavor you know just um yeah it's a pretty tasty beer you wouldn't even know it tastes more like you know four or five percent but they did a good job at that one for sure
0: yeah definitely yeah I, I think that the the, the lower ABVs beers I think that's an art in and of itself because it's you know the I think the session phenomenon is kind of that's another cring, beer cringeworthy term but I think uh it's been kind of but it's it's that beer is amazing to me I think I had it first on site and it was like there's no like okay I love this beer i know
1: so, yeah. I know it's funny it's not usually the go-to for people but you know you don't always need a really high alcohol you know beer and that's they did a
0: good job. So Yeah, I, I've, agree. I've definitely, I've definitely evolved. I think the, 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 ten, the nine or ten percenters, those are not as as frequent as they used to be. They kind of just jump right out at you and kind of mm-hmm. they can kick your ass. So, how did you come to to work with them? You said you, that was the, the that was the first can you had done for them.
1: Yeah. So, I'm trying to remember, I. I, a new, a new Tiki lounge opened up in town. The owners of, uh, there's some restaurants in Portland here that are pretty popular. Nosh, Food Bar, Bram Hall, um, now Big J's, um, Slab. The collaboration between some of those guys opened a Tiki lounge about a year ago, a year and a half ago, and they brought me in to do the artwork hanging up in there sort of permanently, but also some, like, custom bar tops, and and I think Peter Bissell, he, he's good friends with those guys, and had been in there and seen some of the work in there, and which is funny, because what I had done for that place was the opposite of kind of what I ended up doing for him the first time. It was, you know, giant, you know, oversized paintings that were highly textured and very vivid, and the a yeah, leather can was just simple white can with a black ink design, and that was it. So quite a difference, but yeah, I mean, I, I I had never met met them before. That he reached out to me after seeing some some of the work there and some of the work online, Instagram, and yeah, from there. See.
0: Here we are. Now we're here today, so it's comes full circle. So that's great. Um, Absolutely. Now, how was the the process? Since you really didn't mm-hmm. have a, did you guys didn't really know each other? Was did they give you some insight, or did they just tell you about the beer? How, how was that process? I always find that interesting.
1: Yeah, there wasn't much of one the first time. Um, with Diavolito, he gave me the basic idea of he, what he wanted, which was, you know, to represent. Like we said, a large flavor and a small and a small alcohol content um, in art. And I did a few versions of that, and we just ended up going with something totally different. But basically, it was totally in my court to come up with. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I I what I started out with was <laughs> I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to remember. We I was doing some like actual, you know, images of a devil and with, you know, I don't know, sort of really scary looking face and this big, you know, scary dude and and ended up being nothing like that, just this little geometric shape that sort of, I guess, in his mind when he saw it represented kind of like a, a parasite or some sort of like really small microscopic but really dangerous Organism, and so anyway, we went with that. The second time, though, with uh, Angels with Filthy Souls, which just came out again, with the opposite. Like he, he came in, knew exactly what he wanted. We sat down and had like a two-hour conversation where he showed me a million photos that he he had been inspired by, and uh, that came out pretty cool. That you know he really wanted to go with sort of a medieval feel and. It's interesting. It's hard sometimes. It's hard to be in the middle, you know, not really know exactly how to please the customer. But I think all in all, things worked out pretty well.
0: Yeah, and, and that's. I think that's great too. Like we were saying before, if you put those two cans together, and they said, "Oh, these are part of our artist series," they would say, someone would say, "Well, who are those? Who are the two artists?" So I think that's pretty. I think that's pretty ver- pretty interesting that you you have that kind of the the black and white, which is one of your traditionals, and then the the angels, which is you know more in line I was like with your painting style.
1: Yeah, totally different. And actually, in the angels and spooky souls it did end up being did end up being a painting that they they're planning I think to auction off. So that'll be interesting. But, but yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, uh, yeah, totally super fun, super now, fun, unexpected
0: job. Now, the, I mean, the canvas, the size of the can, I mean, how is, how is that experience for you as an artist? I mean, your pieces look like they're normally a little bit larger. And I know that folks find it interesting kind of utilizing the, the wrap of the can and how is that for you?
1: Yeah. So, Ooh, the first time, I, it was I would never done anything quite like that before, so it was a little nerve-wracking, and I think I put more thought into it than I needed to. But you know, because of technology and and software, like Ableton able music, what am I talking about? But you know, editing software for art and photography, and you're able to resize stuff, and you know, it's it's not as um, there's not as much pressure on the artist to come up with you know a specific size that would be good for that. However, considering the wrap of the can and wanting to place stuff. So it's not just in, you know, this tiny little spot on the front is a little more challenging, but I think that the style that we came up with, um, for angels, filthy souls worked out pretty well. Other than that, like Peter, Peter does most of their art, Peter Bissell. So he already has, um, Oh my gosh, I'm struggling to think of the name of the very common oh, Photoshop. Um, he already has a background and all that. And so he basically took the artwork that I did and put it in there and, and fixed the size and, you know, made sure that it would fit well on the can. So I, as soon as I did the art, it was out of my hands. I was able just to hand it over and let him figure out all that stuff. So that actually wasn't really a consideration too much. Um, So yeah, like I the second one I was just it was literally a painting that was maybe like, I don't know, twelve inches by eighteen inches or something. Um and he just got a really good high res shot of it and threw it in the computer and now it's on can. So
0: That's pretty
1: yeah. Modern age.
0: Yeah, it's been interesting. Some folks some folks are traditional and then they scan it in. I've spoken to others who work to straighten Illustrator. It's it's pretty amazing I mean it's it's crazy
1: it is interesting and it's interesting all the different like I feel like it it would probably be different if it wasn't a label if it was printed directly on the can um so you know I've only done can labels so far I'm not sure what it would be like to work with something different It, it might alter the way that I would do the art but yeah I don't know I mean honestly like technology really takes care of a lot of that which is it's
0: pretty great yeah no that's I, I like the fact that it's also a, a painting that's going to be auctioned off so we'll definitely have to look for that yeah that's, that's pretty cool yeah
1: totally Yeah. And,
0: and that's one of the things i like about that that brewery i mean i think i think maine and like i'm in connecticut which is is new england but like i think like northern new england it, it has just a even stronger sense of community if that makes sense you know i feel that's really oh yeah I mean, it might be because it's sometimes difficult to get around, you know, some of the smaller towns, but, you know, Vermont, Maine, New Hampshire, I think that kind of trifecta has a really tight kind of community, you know, using locally grown products, you know, the, the food that even the the food trucks and kind of when they put on these events, it's not just a, it's not self-serving. It's really, it's really nice to see.
1: It is really cool. And, you know, I think what, what. Bring that to where it is is that in specifically Maine, but I think this is true of a lot of the new England states is that, um, all the people I've met here are from here. Um, they don't really leave. If they leave, they come back. It's really like a family in Maine and no matter where in Maine they're from, it's like all these people know each other. All the brewers support the other breweries. They're all friends. They all network. They all, you know, they do events and where there's several breweries helping each other out or they collaborating and it is it's a pretty cool scene and that carries over into other other parts, you know, creatively and in businesses and stuff here locally. But um, yeah, in terms of beer and the in the craft beer scene that's a pretty big thing here. So it's great. There is really no one, one brewery that's just out for themselves. It's you know, everyone kind of marketing each
0: other and and working with each other so yeah yeah it's... yeah, like, yeah. The, like i said i think it was our first year up there we went to you know because that was the one we knew and spoke to them and they directed us to the ones across the street you know and spoke to foundation and austin street and
2: mm-hmm.
0: and bissell and they were and, you know and they all said well allagash got started over here you know they helped us with this or this setup or this you know drainage this advice and one of them said the other one you know had given them hops you know a certain type of hops that they were trying to work on and and then you see now the the beer collaborations are you know more common across the industry so it's really nice but like i said i'm a i'm a big fan of maine and we look forward we only go for about a week to 10 days every year but it's it's definitely we definitely look forward to it
1: oh yeah Totally. It's a big family. It's a big creative family up here. No doubt.
0: Excellent. All right. We are back. We are at the halfway mark. You are listening to the 16-ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. What do you think, folks? I really enjoy talking to Heidi what I really love is her selflessness, uh, her the importance that she places on collaboration and supporting other artists. I think throughout this entire piece, I'm really halfway through it. The name dropping and done in a positive and complimentary way of the restaurants, the local bands, you know, the artists she works with. It's really just genuine. You know, if you go to her website degeistart.com d-i-e-g-e-i-s-t art, art dot com there's a section she wants to collaborate she wants to work with other artists and it's just really really positive and it's really infectious so I just uh, you know, tip the tip of the cap to that I really enjoyed that and I, I just think it takes a lot to to get to that point to be able to Coexist and be a part of that community, and not be self-centered. You know, to be to to strive for collaboration, to look at ways to positively, you know, reinforce that sense of community, but be you know, and be genuine about it. And I think Heidi does a great job of that. So check her out on Instagram. Diegeist Art is her tag on the Instagram. Not only is she a great artist, and she's a lot of fun to talk to and just get to know. Throughout the process, but her beer game is on point. I mean, she drinks some kick ass beers. So I definitely, you know, am jealous at times of that. She does not fuck around some goodies. And hopefully, when we get up to Maine this summer, I'll have the opportunity to to crack a couple in person. She's also has her own another project that she's a part of um, about beer, which is really great. It's called the Beer Tasters Collective. You can learn out more information about that on her website. But the, the overall idea of that, um, again, Beer Tasters Collective, you can find it off of her, her website. But it's a you know just an opportunity to learn about different beer styles, the, the process, you know, history, you know, kind of a, a round table. She's trying to put it together you know twice a month. And uh, who knows, maybe we'll be on a future episode. But you are listening to the 16-ounce canvas. As you can tell, if you listen each week, we know very little Spanish. There was a point in my life where I could speak fluently, Spent some time in Tijuana, but my oldest is learning Spanish, so we try to reinforce that each week. He's very proud that I'm on the internet. So, life goals, checkbox, done. So we're just going to pack our shit up, that's it. When a six-year-old approves of you doing a beer website and, and podcast, that's really all you need. So, big shout-out to him. Trey, number three. I'm a junior. Each week we'll give you little pieces of, of who we are, but we really try to focus on the artists, like I said. Having a great time. It's really been a positive experience. We're really excited. As it keeps moving forward, we're picking up more momentum. We think people are listening, and we got some ideas uh, in the queue for the future. So, we, uh, we do... We're gonna keep you we're gonna keep you guessing. But check us out, one OZCanvas.com. You can also find us via Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're we're rocking the social. We got the social medias, is all the kids say today. So get in touch with us. Let us know. Let us know who the artist is in your local area that we should be checking out. And We will reach out to them. Beer agnostic. Art and the artist. That is why we're here. We thank you for your reinforcement. All those clicks are just a nice way of giving a thumbs up. And letting us know that you're enjoying what we're doing. We're trying to bring something new to the craft beer community that's been so good to us. But, per usual, I'm AJ. We're here each and every week. We're having a great time, and I couldn't be happier. Without further ado, I bring to you... Hey, hey, how do you do? Heidi Geist. Part two. Part two. On the 16-ounce canvas, the art of Craft beer podcast. This is Beck, and this track is gorgeous, lovely. Big shout-out to my boy Nick, checking in from New Zealand. He got us playing this at the house. It's been a rotation, and uh, we're really happy to, to share this one with you. Without further ado, here she is, Heidi Geist, right here on this 16 ounce canvas. Now, I like I said, if you haven't if you haven't got a chance to check out Heidi's Instagram, uh, it, it's really it's really great to see all the work that she's doing, and she's drinking some good beers too, so that's awesome. Um, you're just opened up your own studio, so that's pretty exciting.
1: Yeah, I'm sitting here right now. <laughs> it's a, it's about time. I've I've had a couple of of places outside of home, and they weren't really, you know, um, they weren't this. This is a really nice, nicely sized, nicely inspiring place, right on the water. And I'm hoping to make it more of a collaborative space, just kind of what we're talking about, where people can come, whether they're breweries I'm working with or other artists, and sit down and and brainstorm and come up with some really cool creative ideas to share with the community and so it's exciting. And it's, I'm excited to actually get some art pumping out of here for sure. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a
0: while. So which uh yeah what do you have you started dressing the walls yet or what's the plan there? Maybe maybe have the I walls. started
2: doing what? Like dress, oh. dressing
0: the walls, getting stuff up.
1: Yeah, I haven't I so I I pretty much just got to the point where I can start hanging stuff and um, I am planning on doing an open house so for whoever is around the area um, I think I'm, you know, actually I have one local brewery scheduled to come in and serve and food from Nosh and artwork to hang and I have a lot of art to start making for it but yeah, it'll be good it's, it's been a while, it's been a long time coming, I've got a lot of merchandise i'm sitting on and t-shirts and whatnot so it'll be good to get those out and share and see some people coming in the door
0: excellent now with these other breweries you're probably uh you know you probably got some a lot of good good friends up that way in in the beer scene has the idea of doing other label artwork is that something that you can see yourself doing again
1: Absolutely. It's the direction I'd love to go, and I've definitely been approached by a lot of different people, not just in Maine, but, you know, always planting seeds and talking about doing some future collaborations. Um, currently, I've got I've got a local guy who's sort of just getting up and running and um, baby puppet brewing, so I'll be doing some logo work for him. I did, you know, sometimes I collaborate and not just labels, but... Um, various other things like there's a couple of great breweries, Bandit Horn and Barreled Soul, that do a, a and well, they do their New Year's Eve party together and I did the artwork for that. So it's it's just a really sort of um, you know, kind of fusing two passions together. Art art and beer and food and and uh so yeah, I'm hoping to get some future projects locally and there's some new breweries opening up and I'll be working with a couple of them. So I guess everyone will have to stay tuned for that artwork when it comes.
0: Well, yeah, we'll definitely, uh, we'll, be, we'll be following along <laughs> and we'll, yeah, hopefully, hopefully maybe some of the artists will get turned on from each other, just from the, the site and learning more about each other. Met some, some cool folks. And it's cool. Cause some of the art that you're, you know, doing, you know, I can see with other folks, you're not the same, but, you know, just kind of the same style. And then some of the beers that you're a big fan of, we've got a couple of those folks who we've talked to. So it's it's really kind of nice to, to see.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's kind of a crazy, I mean, there's always been craft beer out there, and there's always been beer out there, you know, breweries using really cool artwork, and but I feel like it's definitely like the floodgates have opened and I'm seeing some really cool work right now. And even, you know, there were a couple of artists that came before me for Biffle um, that each did a can. And man, I mean, everyone has their unique style and, but there's some really creative stuff going on and it's cool to see for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I, I definitely, I definitely agree. I mean, the reason we're doing it is we're beer agnostic. So, I mean, we hope that the beer that, the artwork, the you know, the beer is as good as the artwork, but it's really just trying to focus on the artist. I think it's a, it's a, it's unique, and I think it's a, it's a really integral piece. You know, I know marketing. You know, I, I have a background in marketing. I've done some work in, in music, and I just know how important you know the the that extra next level is, and I think that the art is getting its you know own niche in the industry, and it's been pretty it's been pretty supportive. I mean, I think craft beer in general is pretty supportive. Just, you know, it's kind of a a different community. So I think it's perfectly to compliment artists. And I I think that you're doing some great stuff.
1: Yeah. Thank you. And I totally agree. I mean, and it doesn't have to be, you know, like there's some really simple, you know, artwork out there right now. And it's great. And in terms of marketing and from a marketing standpoint, you know, I wouldn't say the market's saturated in the way in in the way that it's. Um, I don't know. It's. I guess what I'm saying is, it's good to it's good sometimes to cut some of the really busy stuff with some of the super simple stuff, and yet some of the simple art out there is just as good. And it's just kind of cool to see. Sometimes just just walking around a beer store and, and looking at bottles and cans and is just as fun as drinking. I mean, it's pretty interesting. And then you know, all the collaborating and stuff and all the supporting of each other is pretty cool too, for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, cause yeah, some of them have just really nice topography. You know, other ones just you know, you know, with the. You know, some of the breweries were just kind of up and coming. You know, they're using canning stations, so it's more of that, you know, a lot. Of you see the kind of in the infancy, that circular label. You know, I know with, with mm-hmm. Pistol, for Pistol for a while, they had the same label, and then they had the sticker to differentiate which different one it was, and then they, you know, started branching out with uh, unique labels, you know, for each can. And, yeah, you know, um, I've seen a lot of breweries that still do that. You know, they'll have one or two of their signatures, That'll get a unique label, and you kind of once you know that that beer is going to be a regular rotation, then you see okay now it has a label for that. So I, I think it's yeah, it's really it's really cool. I think technology allows for that, uh, you know, canning canning stations, and it's yeah, it's it's really cool. I mean, it's I, I think in the last five years it's really just kind of taken off.
1: Oh yeah, totally, totally, and and it's interesting. Cause sometimes I feel like I, I'm involved in such a small world here in, in Maine where. I forget that this isn't the only really great collaborative. And like you were saying, there's a big focus on, you know, buying local and farming and, and you know, even farmers collaborating. And I have friends who make mead and I have a permaculturist who consults with them and gives them different, you know, whatever for their mead. And, you know, it's, but it's outside of that. It's kind of everywhere right now, which is really awesome. And in a way it's like it's created a whole new, it's not even just a beard culture. It's just kind of like a whole new culture in general. It's just creative, like minded people who are enjoying something really positive and definitely awesome to see and awesome to be a part of. And, you know, I'm looking forward to being part of it for a while. So, yeah. Well, I think that you're,
0: uh, yeah, I, I think that your humility and your support of others, you know, I think is really great. I think that's, uh, that does you know it's that's not always easy for folks to do you know to but I think that you're you have a good energy and a good outlook on things and I think that you know I think that and you should also probably get a job working for the uh main uh board of tourism because you are a uh, you' you're just dropping names all over the place breweries restaurants you know everything in, in between artists and so if the tourism board is listening I think that uh, Heidi should work there part time <laughs>
1: I'll let them know. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. Just throw up a couple. Yeah. Just show up tomorrow. <laughs> tell them you're gonna do a couple of murals and you know, working, yeah. working. I moose. don't know. Our governor yeah.
1: isn't really in, into that, so I'd have to wait till his term's over. But
0: <laughs> I would have to say, unfortunately, that might be the one um, less than shining moment in the in the in the mainstream.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, open for business isn't exactly the model I'm going for, but I mean, we can change that. We'll change that. We're good. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. We come (laughs) up there.
0: Yeah. But we come up there and like everything's great. And then like we're in the cabin, which has like three channels. And he's on there and you're just like, oh, I'm going to not watch TV. (laughs) You know, this is why I should not be watching TV. No, yeah. No reason to
1: turn it on. Just just enjoy
0: yourself. I think that's what it is because folks are in Maine and they're not connected. That's the whole point. You know, you're trying to get back to nature and then. I think that's why he gets away with so much, because most folks are just out on, out on the lake or, or fishing or doing something, and they're like, oh, I guess somebody's yeah. kind of running things and saying <laughs> Out
1: on <in> the lake. <laughs> yeah. yeah so. I mean, it's a great state to be ignorant in the way that you are ignoring your governor. I mean, and just enjoying your life. What else is there to do here, you know? Yeah. be funny.
0: Yeah. So so Maine gets a 9.5 of the 10, because you have a governor. who's <laughs> Okay.
1: Yeah. considering I'm not from here I'll accept that I think
0: that's great yeah yeah that's all great. Oh, so, so when you're creating you know especially now with your studio is there a style of music you're you're listening to or is there a you know paint the scene for us sorry terrible pun but you know when you're when you're creating do you have yeah, is there a band that you go to is there a style is it just kind of yeah set, set the picture for us
1: Yes, and no. Uh, yes, there has to be music. Um, and totally, the the outcome. I don't really like turn a style of music on to create a certain artwork. Usually, I turn music on, and the artwork is created by the music, and it's not really intentional. So, I listen to everything. I mean, I listen to metal I listen you know have have danced and painted to reggae music and electronic you know, I listen to pretty much anything I mean definitely really feeling the noise rock bands and bands like My Bloody Valentine and um, but yeah it's interesting to, I don't know if any of your other artists have talked about that but I feel like for me the art that I make is is definitely largely produced by the music that I'm listening to, which is interesting. and would actually make a pretty cool study if somebody ever wanted to take that over. But.
2: Yeah, that's,
0: <laughs> that, that's our next project. Yeah, I, in, my, in my previous life, I, was, uh, <laughs> I, was, uh, a, I did ra- a radio host, and so I find it interesting. And one of the ideas was to you know, take some of the artists that people mention and almost make like a, a spot of you know a radio channel, a Pandora, a Spotify, and just have it be oh, yeah. all the different different things. Yeah, it's interesting. A lot of folks come from musical backgrounds, so they kind yep. of first started getting into art because you know you're don't you know you're trying to promote yourself, and so you make your posters and you kind of go from there. Oh yeah, totally. So yeah, it, yeah. music definitely is an underlying theme with a lot of folks. They kind of it's which is which makes me so happy. You know, that's uh, that that question. I was definitely hoping would. You know, kind of lead down that path. But a lot of times it's like, how'd you get started? Well, I was in a band and we had no money and I needed to make show posters. And it was like, all right, cool.
1: You know, and that's true. And I feel like the, the two cross over. Like, I actually was a musician before and I was an artist. I just wasn't a good performer. Like, I was always a musician and I was always in band and I was always practicing the piano or whatever instrument. And uh, I always felt more comfortable sharing visual art with people than music and it's true like i i have a ton of friends around here who are both and some are just more one than the other and it's interesting there's definitely a lot of crossover that creativity just kind of is always there and comes out in different forms but yeah
0: yeah i I think that you'd be an artist who if you haven't done it would be cool to do like a live painting like a i've seen I saw I've, the one time I saw that was in uh, a jazz fest, but you know, a live painting to the music. You're saying the music would influence you. I think that would be the kind of the the physical embodiment of your theory, right there. You know, one of your friend's shows. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, totally. And, and I've actually, you know, um, I've been part of that, and I've, I've witnessed that at, at different types of festivals and whatnot. And it's interesting. It's definitely. It, I I'd be curious to take that same person who's creating art at a specific type of festival or event or, or concert and put them in a whole different genre of music and see what they do. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty crazy, especially something like, you know, some of the really old, early jazz or something. And I don't know. It's one inspires the other for sure. I I agree.
0: Yeah. And one of, yeah, of one of my favorites is your, you have a couple of, pictures of it is the 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 drum you know the 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 drum head piece uh yeah which i I think is just really cool i think you know it just yeah it makes that kit look killer and then you have you know you show it in this you know just kind of as a still and you kind of get it on the stage and just it really adds something to it you know i don't know the band i don't know what they're playing but it makes me like oh i'm curious what that's all about and it's it's pretty (laughs) it's it's pretty awesome to see
1: yeah, again, it's it's like with the beer thing. It's, it's to be, because I'm, I don't know how it is everywhere else. I've lived here so long now. It's like there is so much crossover. People, it's all the artists and musicians are working in the food industry or they're brewing or they're working in tap rooms. And so there's just a lot of interconnectedness. And so to fuse all of those interests into one is freaking awesome. And yeah, that particular one, I've done a few drum heads and guitars, but the one that you're talking about was for, actually for um, one of the local metal bands, Sylvia, and they're actually probably one of the better bands in Maine, but yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty fun project and it's pretty, it's pretty uh, fulfilling to see it up on stage when you're at the show and, I don't know, just sort of getting life breathed into it and, yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Taking a sip of this beer. Yeah. Anything good? What are you having?
1: Uh, I'm having something I've never had before. Some brewery in Connecticut. I actually have to look at the can. They just saw it today. Stony Creek.
0: Okay, so maybe Big Cranky or something?
1: (laughs) Yeah, actually. That's funny. Um, I think they're new to Maine.
2: Yeah, they're, I worked a yeah,
1: beer store before, and I've never seen them before, so I'm assuming. Yeah, I'm they assuming
2: they're new. Have
0: a, uh, I'm not sure how old they are, but they definitely—I think their distribution has increased, um, and they most of their artwork is is beer, you know, is a uh, bird focused
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this one I'm looking at right now looks like stork. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty cool. It's almost like tribal or something. Uh, yeah. That's pretty neat. Yeah, I've never heard of these guys. I'll have to look them up.
0: Yeah, Connecticut
1: doesn't have a ton of beer, but there's a few, a few pretty decent breweries. I'm definitely a Black Hog fan.
0: Nice. Yeah, it's near me. Uh, if you're into sours, there's you know, OEC, um, New England Brewing Company uh, is really great. There's near us too, you know, Bot and you know, Fuzzy Baby Ducks is, is from there. Um, yeah, we've got some, we've got some goodies. It's definitely. It's, it's a good place.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting because I feel like being in Maine, it's we don't see as much because there's so much here. I feel like it's harder for some of these little breweries that are in the surrounding states to get in. Maybe. Um, I oh, might yeah. be wrong. I've, I don't know. No, I, but I've, you
0: know? I have to. I have to imagine. Yeah, I think that that's the thing. You know, they they expand, and there's not as many. Uh, like tap houses it's it's you know they'll be at the local food and restaurants and stuff like that so right. it's it's the 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 good food and good beer places and restaurants and you know different stops have, has definitely increased over the last few years um so that's always always cool to see but there's definitely a few on the risers you know some some old folks and yeah it's a good spot to be we're in a kind of we're in the yeah. middle, we get it we get a good kind of you know up and down, and we're not too far from everybody else either, but yeah, there's, it's, Stony Creek's not too far from, from me down here, so.
1: Yeah, are, I forget, you're, are you in Connecticut?
0: Yes, I'm not from Connecticut okay. originally, but I'm, I've been here a long time, so I'm kind of like you, except Connecticut. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah.
1: Yeah, so basically, I feel, I, honestly, though, I I would rather get in my car and tour around and actually visit some of these places than, You know, like, it would be great to have some of them up here, but it's fun to actually go be a part of the place and the process and meet the people and have everything fresh. So Connecticut will be my next step.
0: Well, let me know. Um, I'm from Pennsylvania. (laughs) Our our slogan in Pennsylvania is you got a friend, but I'll say you got a friend in Connecticut. So we're good. I was gonna say I don't know
1: if Connecticut follows that same thing, but okay.
0: (laughs) Connecticut's—I don't know what Connecticut's slogan is. Uh, It's the nutmeg state, which is good. Uh, CT.
1: Whoa, I didn't know that.
0: This is not only an art program, but it's also you know some fun geographical facts. I'm trying to look up the. Interesting. Yeah, trying to look up. Let's see. (laughs) According to according to Wikipedia, the state slogan for Connecticut is. Full of surprises. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. I don't even know. Oh, wow. To...
1: I guess I haven't put enough time there.
0: I don't even know what to make of that. Yeah, I guess the...
1: You know, it's funny. I, I think the only time I was ever in Connecticut was I was coming back from a 10,000-mile a road trip, and it was one of, obviously, my last days on the way back to Maine, and it was the worst traffic. It was <laughs> not only rush hour, but it was like construction and I have a feeling it's always bad but it was like more time in Connecticut than I spent in any other state just because of traffic it was nuts and that in Maryland, Maryland was terrible but
0: yeah Connecticut's pretty bad it's just like when it it should be like four or five lanes it's two and then when it's two it's you know right yeah it's I, I get the whole look at New England it's beautiful but you don't have to force people to be slow and follow along
1: yeah Adapting, though. I guess if you're gonna choose to live there, you have to adapt and and deal.
0: Well, apparently we're full of surprises like here. Yeah, so we're full of surprises. <laughs> right? So, so just not, when you uh, think the
1: traffic's bad, suddenly it parts, and then uh, I don't know. I'll have to come check it out again. Yeah, I
0: wouldn't. I wish that of anybody. Connecticut traffic is pretty bad, but. All right. So, so, mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah, I want to just thank you for for making the time. Uh, I'm really. I'm you know, excited to have you part of it. You know, like I said, Maine is a special place for us, and I'm excited to, you know, just kind of learn more about your story.
1: Awesome. Sounds good.
0: All right. Well, thanks for what you do. I, I mean, I, 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 I admire it, and I, I really, I really dig your, your style and your, like I said, your energy. So I'm glad we we're able to connect.
1: No, thank you. It's it's pretty exciting, and I can't wait to see what comes with the whole project. So.
0: Yeah, I, honestly, uh, yeah, we've this is uh, I think eleven or twelve we've done, um, and it's so nice. it's yeah. Like I said, you were one of the first that got back to me, but then people are you know are really into it, and there's everyone's story is kind of interesting, you know, and uh, yeah, it's it's has got a good bunch of folks from across the country.
1: Awesome! I can't wait to hear. It'll be great. Yeah, just set your expectations. Thank way. you. And if we, if we
0: wow you, then it will be better. <laughs> and I say we, it's just like you were saying before. It's a, <laughs> it's a singular we, but it sounds better when you say we're working on this project.
1: <laughs> that's, a, I don't, that's a weird psychological, it's a weird human thing. Maybe it does. I guess it does. You sound more professional now. I have right. I have more respect for you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly, so we're trying, I mean, ideally, <laughs> ideally, would, you know, would love to have folks involved, but it's, it's not why, I, I'm not doing it for the, for that reason, so it's just, I needed to right be, be part of something creative, and I think this is, I made the right choice.
1: No, it is, it's great, and you're, like, kind of hitting it all top, there's a lot of art going on right now, and I don't think a lot of people are focusing on that as a, as a, as a whole, or as a collective, I mean, so, what you're doing is great, and.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it'll receive a lot of really yeah. positive reviews. So. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's and we can end on that. But yeah, it's some of the folks I've talked to, like, well, the beard and the beard. I'm like, I was like, hey, that's cool. Like, I'm, i I get that. That's why we connected. But like, I'm not. Yeah, I might not have all the great art questions to ask about your brushstrokes or, you know, the how you, <laughs> your, your your line work. But I know, yeah, you know, something drew me to what you do, and that's what I want to talk about because I know what it's you know. how – it's like you said, like folks don't necessarily, it's a, it's a new, it's a new chapter. And I think it's really, I think it's important. Absolutely. Well, you have a great night. Absolutely. Thanks.
1: Yeah, you too. Thank you so much.
0: All right, go rock that studio. I look forward to seeing how it goes.
1: Absolutely. Thank you. All Take right, care, so. AJ.
0: Bye-bye. Bye. And there we have it. Heidi Geist. From our happy place Vacation land Portland, Maine I want to thank Heidi once again for joining us I really just enjoyed her story Her energy And just how supportive she's been Of the entire project from the get-go Super positive, super upbeat I think we take one of the key words away from this Would be, you know, collaboration She strives on that, she loves it Multimedia Different facets. It's just really been uh, a lot of fun to to get to know her, get to learn about her art, and talk to her. And it's exciting. She's a new product. She's working on, remember uh, beer tasters collective. It's an exciting one. It's trying to bring different breweries and brewers and folks around the industry together to discuss their craft beer hangout. It's kind of a round forum, so it'll be you know audience. You know, availability there You can check all that Information out If you just go to Heidi's website Where you'll find out More information Die D-I-E Geist G-E-I-S-T Art That's also how you can Find her on Instagram And you can follow along With her journey She has some new beers Coming out in the main area As well as New England She's all over the place And we mean that In the most complimentary way So definitely check that out Make sure to uh, check in With Heidi and tell her mm-hmm. Tell her we said hello But once again Another episode in the books You are listening to the 16 ounce canvas The art of craft beer podcast And we are so excited We appreciate everyone Who's checking in We're growing by the day And we couldn't be happier about it So we, have, this is episode 11 Once again And we are moving and shaking So things are going strong We have our one more episode next week wherever you are hopefully you're enjoying the memorial day weekend take a moment to remember why it is you know those who have given uh, for us to have our freedoms we are not a political website but it's just important to know what the fucking holiday is that you're celebrating it's not just a day to get a barbecue so there's my there's my two cents on that but once again, my name is AJ. Thank you so much. You are listening to 16 Ounce Canvas. Check us out, 16ozcanvas.com. You can also find us on Instagram. Drop a line. Make sure if you have artists out there or you are an artist, we would love to hear from you. This is an evolving project. We are continually looking to add more artists to, to the podcast. So as long as you keep listening, as long as you keep downloading and sharing, we'll keep doing what we're doing. So again, thank you very much. We look forward to it. Until next week, remember, these are the artists that bring our beers to life. So thank you to them, and thank you to the great breweries out there who are making some kick-ass beers in the process. Up next, we're going to give you a little preview of episode 12. Yes, 12. Our first 12-pack will be in the books. We spoke with Mike Lawrence, who does work with Tired Hands Brewing Company outside of my hometown of Philadelphia. If you haven't had a chance to check out the work they're doing over there, please make sure you get over to the Ferment Area and tell everybody we said hello. But again, until next week, thank you, thank you, thank you. Here we go. Cheers, everybody. And now, a preview of episode 12 featuring Mike Lawrence of Tired Hands Brewing. So that was a big you know, big turning point going to SCAD. Did you? That's kind of when you found your. You said illustration versus just kind of the general study of, of drawing. So is that how you really? You know the the black and white or the, the pen and ink style. Was that where you developed that, or was that always kind of your your go to? Um,
2: well, it's always kind of been my go to, and I didn't really know why until I was. I think I was my first year at SCAD, so I was, I was nineteen. And I, we did, like, a test in this one class, a color theory class, and I actually found out that I'm colorblind. But, you know, I don't see everything in black and white, but I see, like, a bunch of different colors differently. So for me, working with color, like, I've always found it really difficult to try and figure out which colors, like, blend with each other or work well with each other. Even as, like, a little kid, I always just kind of stuck to drawing with, just plain pencils or you know just pens or something Right. so the black and white I feel like it's kind of it was almost built into me and then I've just embraced it and kind of decided that that's the path I wanted to take Um, but as far as going to SCAD that was definitely a turning point because I kind of was exposed to what you could do with illustration as opposed to you know, when you say drawing, you think of still lives or something, just like drawing an object. But when it's illustration, it's far more graphic. And a lot of times you're trying to like convey something with an image.